back to the All Things Dad podcast. The All Things Dad podcast is dedicated to creating stronger men who lead stronger families to contribute to a stronger world. I'm your host, Brian Krupp, and today we'll be talking about how to connect with our kids. And before we get into it, I just want to take a quick second to ask if you're enjoying the content, I'd love for you to do three things. To follow or subscribe to the podcast, to leave a rating, or share the podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Now let's get into it. So whether our kids are young or old, boys or girls, introverted or extroverted, similar or different to you, whatever your kid's disposition is, we have an inclination to connect with them and they with us. But connecting isn't always easy. In fact, it's hardly ever easy. It takes intentionality, it takes effort, and it takes discipline. From the moment they're a baby, to the time they move out, to the time when they're grown and bring your grandkids over, we have to be continuously intentional in crafting a connection. I know in my life there have been seasons, maybe days or weeks, where I felt disconnected from one of my kids for whatever reason. And I tend to recognize it because we'll butt heads more or I'll notice that they are more clingy than usual. And then when I step back and realize, I'll say, oh, actually, I haven't been spending much quality time with them. There's been other times when I felt super connected with my kid. And these times, I truly enjoy being around them. I notice better behavior. I notice more fun conversations. And I also notice more opportunities where they open up about what they're thinking about. Now, if only this lasted forever without me having to change anything. But unfortunately, that just isn't the case. As with anything good in life, developing a long-lasting connection requires hard work. And hard work requires time, which is the crux of what I want you to remember from this episode. Time is your most precious asset when it comes to developing a meaningful connection with our kids. And it's also something that's a scarce resource, which means we simply don't have an unlimited supply. So this carries a really heavy burden of making sure we're spending our time wisely. So I want to give you the basic steps or habits to use to start if you want to start developing a stronger bond with your kid and to set them up for success later in life. First, you need to assess. You need to write down all the recurring tasks, responsibilities, and all the other things that you're doing in a given week. After you've done that, you want to now analyze. Now looking at that list, how much quality time are you spending with your kid? Not just driving them to soccer or looking at your phone while you give you, while your three-year-old plays next to you. How much are you spending time doing something you know they love? Or how much time are you sharing a passion or a hobby of yours that they, that they can participate in? So now that we've assessed and we've analyzed, it's time to make a shift in our weekly and our daily patterns to make time to have quality time with our kids. So in the ACT phase, I'm going to give you nine ideas for you to try. And our first one is date night. One example of this for my life is having a weekly date night. My wife and I noticed when we started having multiple kids that one-on-one time got a lot harder. And with that, connecting with our kids got a little harder. So we enacted a weekly date night. And here's how it works. One day a week for about an hour to an hour and a half, our oldest son, Zach, gets to choose whatever activity he wants. Usually it's about three or four things like going to the park, getting a donut, playing the Wii, watching Ninjago, playing Legos. It's whatever they love to do. Now, while I'm with Zach, my wife, my wife will watch the other kids and we make space in the house that the ones having the date are not interrupted. And then when the next week comes around, it's now our next oldest son's turn. Then the next kid and so on. And after I've had a date with each kid, then we re- restart the rotation 
but now with my wife. And then I take care of the other kids while they have a date. And we rotate through this week in and week out. And let me tell you, the way that they obsess over these dates is amazing. These dates are the highlight of their week. They spend weeks planning out what activity they want to do. They write it down so they don't forget. And they constantly talk about it saying, hey, dad, guess what tonight is? And honestly, I look forward to these dates too, because it's a guilt-free space for me to spend time with my kid without feeling guilty for not doing a chore, working, or spending time with somebody else. It's etched into our family rhythm at this point, but it started with a choice. It was a choice between Christy and I to block out this time each week. Now, it's not always easy, and it doesn't always happen every week. Some weeks and seasons, things are just hectic. Like this fall, we had soccer three days a week, and adding one more thing on top of that was just going to be a bit much. So we told the kids we're going to pause them and resume them after soccer is over. But that's just one example. Another example what I've found to work well is sharing our passion or our hobbies with our kids. And that's idea number two. One of my hobbies is golf. So this past summer, I did a three-part golfing lesson with my kids. The first time, I took them to the putting green. The second time, I took them to a driving range. And the third time, I took them to a three-hole junior golf course. And they loved it. And not because golf is the most fun thing in the world to them, although I have my hopes, but because we're just spending time together. They know I love doing this activity, and they love being a part of it. Idea number three is to learn something new with your kids. Another thing that my wife and I do is to learn things together with our kid. I mentioned in a previous episode that I learned how to solve a Rubik's Cube with my son. I never would have done it without him and he without me. My wife is also learning to play the piano again with with the older two kids. I'm about to start learning how to play the guitar with my six-year-old. Not only are we spending quality time with our kids, we're also keeping ourselves sharp and we're demonstrating the value of discipline. Idea number four is to get involved in a community project. Something else you can do is to connect, is to serve together. Something I'm about to do with my oldest two is to go to a Feed My Starving Children event. And I think this is a great way to not only spend time together, but to show your kids how you think outside of yourself and serve your community. In years past, we've also put together care packages for homeless people. So we put, in, we put those packages in the car for when we see homeless people on the street corners. And the kids are always saying, when can we make more care packages? Now, I'm going to level with you and say that there are many more opportunities to do this than we haven't taken advantage of. We all have to start somewhere. And I have to say, this is something I really appreciate about being a part of F3, that workout group I'm a part of, where that is part of our mission statement is that we are able to serve our community together. And that encourages me when I see other guys who are also serving their community to do more of it. Idea number five is to eat dinner together. This may not come as a shocker, but it's so important. When we sit down at the dinner table and eat, there really isn't anything to do but look at your family and have a conversation. Sometimes we'll ask an intentional question in the hopes of teaching a lesson, or the kids will ask a serious question that Christy and I weren't expecting, and sometimes we make funny jokes or just listen to songs, and it's just a good time together. Now, this kind of ties nicely into our sixth idea, which is to slow it down. We can't slow down and have a nice meal together if we don't slow down our pace of life. But when we start to stack too many commitments on top of each other, it's so hard to enjoy the little moments. One way to connect with your kid is simply not be so busy. This means not to rush your kids off their travel team. Don't take on that extra house project. Don't volunteer for that committee at school or church that means an extra hour, 10 hours of work for you per week. 
learn to say no. And you may think this is selfish, but if you think about it, who are you cheating when you overcommit? It's the very people you're trying to serve because you're not giving them all the energy you can and you're sacrificing your family life at home. Now, this doesn't mean to be lazy. This simply means to slow down your pace of life to make space for more family board games, conversations, more imaginative activities, exercise, and things to do with your kids and your wife, and to do each of the the responsibilities in your life well. Idea number seven is to work less. Now, most of the things I've listed above won't be possible if you're consumed at work. This means not consistently finding yourself over 45 to 50 hours a week. Some may argue with me and say this is not realistic. And for some jobs, it may not be. If you're an executive in private equity, a law enforcement officer, a medical professional, your hours may be varied and they may be longer than average. However, I will say that it's important that we all set our boundaries where it's possible. Can we accomplish the true objectives of our role working 42 hours instead of 48? 45 instead of 55, 38 versus 42. How much of your time at work are actual productive hours? How much of it is actually strategic to the priorities of your role? This has been a huge focus of me for, for me to do my work and to do it well, but I can't let it run my life. This was something that Drew Snary, a previous guest on the show, mentioned. He said that when you're old and on your deathbed, No one's going to ask you how many hours you worked, how many deals you won, how much money you made, but your kids are going to remember the quality time that you spent together and the memories that you made. They are going to remember how you made them feel when you watched their soccer games. They are going to long remember the memories you created with them, and they are going to benefit from your presence. And on this note, I was really happy to get an email from my grandmother, who is now 93 years old, and her name is Grandma Rosie, or as my kids affectionately called her, Gigi, short for great grandma. And she shared an article with me from the World Magazine that showed how three-year-old children who read or played with their fathers performed better academically in their first year of, of kindergarten at age five. And then further, children in their first year of kindergarten who played or read with their fathers achieved better scores in assessments, particularly in math, at age seven. So there's a huge tie in how we manage our time and make sure we're spending the appropriate amount of time at work, really focus on those priorities that we have, but making sure that we're not overextending ourselves at work so we don't have this burden that we're not actually with our kids at home, be able to spend this valuable time in creating memories, as well as setting our kids up for success for their own life as well. Idea number eight is family vacations. There's nothing quite like the adventure in going on a road trip to somewhere new, exploring new and fun places, doing fun activities, and making lasting memories. Christy and I normally will go for about a seven to 10 day vacation once a year with short weekend or day trips sprinkled throughout the year as well. And these times are so valuable for us to connect as a family and to get away from the day to day. Being somewhere that isn't our everyday environment helps us reset and recharge and see things in a new way. My wife and I have taken the boys to places like Florida, Smoky Mountains, the UP, and Kentucky, and we've just loved every minute of it. Growing up, I can still remember the fun memories I had from going camping with my family or going to Florida, and these memories are often cemented in my mind, and I think about them often. And I'm really grateful for those experiences the older I get. 
So even if you can only afford a short day trip or a short weekend trip, just try doing something that gets you away from the house or from your normal environment just for a little bit. All right, last but not least is idea number nine, which is to do chores together. Each weekend, my kids each have their own responsibility. My four-year-old's job is to collect the garbage. My eight-year-old's job is to vacuum the bedrooms. And my six-year-old's job is to vacuum the stairs. And while these aren't tremendously hard jobs, it helps instill responsibility of our house. And it helps them realize, oh, I also needed to do my part to take care of our house. And it also serves a dual purpose where I get to spend time with them while doing the task. In addition, with the fall season upon us, the trees around our house just dropped a ton of leaves. So as a family, we went out and raked them together. Charlie, my four-year-old, actually loves to look outside after, quote-unquote, we mowed the lawn to see how nice it looks. Another example is that my wife and I will actually let the kids make some of the meals with us. Even though I know it takes longer, we see the joy in their faces when they know they get to help cook. And they feel a sense of pride in creating something new and also love just the fact of being included. Well, there you have it. Those are nine ideas to help you connect with your kids. And there are probably many more that I could talk about, but this is a good place to start as any. The bottom line is that you simply make more time week in and week out just to be with your kids. The more time you spend together, the more opportunities you're going to have to connect. So I invite you to try one of these out and let me know how it goes. We'll see you all next time on the All Things Dad podcast.